0: My name's Anthony Padilla, and today I'm going to be sitting down with people with aphantasia to learn what it's really like to experience what some have referred to as blind imagination due to the inability to visualize mental imagery in their mind's eye. Do these aphantasics, as they're sometimes referred to as, exist blissfully unaffected by what they can't experience? Or does the mere reality that most people perceive a different degree of sensation leave them with an overwhelming feeling of emptiness? What does having aphantasia entail?
1: If I say to you, you know, Anthony, think of a horse, does some kind of visual image of a horse come to your mind?
0: I see like a brown coat. I see like a certain size of a horse. I see like a certain type
1: of tail. And I can't do that. I don't see that image in my mind. I don't have that visual picture it system. That really defines aphantasia.
0: What's your first memory of realizing that the way that you perceive the world? is different than the way others do.
2: I was reading like Harry Potter and there're these like gorgeously written descriptions of like the castle and I couldn't see what was being written about. Things
3: like counting sheep not making sense to me. Did that I
0: ever remember, work for anyone, by the way? How does that? I don't know.
3: I mean, even as a kid, like, I was just like, okay, what do these sheep look like? Let's break it down. Was it
0: that moment that you realized that you're different? Or did you just kind of think that everyone perceived the world like you?
3: I thought completely visualizing things was metaphorical up until I had this hypnotherapy session. They asked me to visualize stuff, and I just wasn't coping with it. In any way whatsoever, I was just panicking because I was thinking, "Am I supposed to be seeing this? What? Like this sounds like something you'd experience on psychedelics."
1: I had just come home from a party. I had a partner, and you know, we had seen a mutual friend. She's like, Joanne was wearing the same thing she was wearing last year, and I was just really taken back. I was like, "How do you remember what she wore last year?" <laughs> And yeah. she's like, I see the picture in my mind. I was like, what do you mean you see a picture in your mind? <laughs> and and then from that moment, I was obsessed. I asked everybody I could think of, like, do you see pictures? What's that experience like?
0: Did you almost assume that people were like exaggerating or like using a word
1: wrong or something? I thought it was more metaphorical than literal. This was maybe in like 2010. Aphantasia hadn't been discovered. Aphantasia was only discovered in 2015. It's been a, a name shit, to Six it. years ago. This did not exist. Brand new. The estimate's roughly 3% of the population. My guess is the majority of people who have Affentatia don't even know it.
0: Do you remember the moment that you first found out there was a name for this?
2: I read an article last year at Pixar and found out that about 50% of their staff had aphantasia and the other 50% didn't. That was very striking because those are maybe the people who have to be the most visual of anyone.
1: A couple years later, I found a paper from a professor in the UK who studied a man. He lost the ability to visualize after a stroke. So I reached out to that professor and was like, Hey, I've never been able to visualize. Because something changed for somebody, that's how they identified it. And then they wrote a paper a couple years later saying hey, you know, this thing is called congenital aphantasia. So, you know, there's a a huge portion of people who are born like this who never have been able to visualize.
0: I've read that many people can't visualize memories or. Images of the future.
1: My relationship to my memories, you know, are very different. I don't relive those experiences. I have the facts of what happened. I know what happened. Maybe that can make me feel a certain way in the present, but it's yeah. different than you know feeling what I felt back then.
0: So you don't relive those experiences, which I'm guessing could be great for horrible slash traumatic experiences in your past. Leave them in the past. But then again, I'm sure there are certain moments that you would like to relive, whether it be a lost friend or family member or a great experience
1: in your life. I would love to be able to re-experience great childhood friends and you know great memories, but I can't do that. I know that they've happened, mm-hmm. but you know I can't put myself there.
0: I feel like many people are really attached to this idea of preparing for their future because they imagine it to be one way. Do you find that you're able to kind of live life more freely in that sense?
1: I think that I live my life more with a compass rather than a map. Mm. Like I don't have this image of where I'm going. Mm. I just know kind of the direction that I'm going. I know kind of what I care about and what I'd like to see. But it's hard to have an end destination, you know, a clear... Idea of what it is, you know, if if you can't see
0: it. One of the reasons I'm so nostalgic for my childhood is I feel like I was just experiencing things in the present, not getting so caught up in all my worries and fears about the future. I feel like as I've gotten older, I've lost that ability. Now I'm really stuck in preparing and like making sure that these expectations that I have do not collapse on themselves. Do you find that same nostalgia for your childhood where things were more about living in the present?
1: I don't live in the past. It's hard for me to live in the past. I have to actually like tell my stories. I have to actually verbalize it. Does this affect any of your other senses? There are some aphantasics who don't see images but still hear sound and still you know, can feel uh, touch. And Then there are some aphantasics like me who don't have any of the senses. It's wait, so you really literally things. can't feel touch? I can't imagine touch. It's called tactile imagery. If you were to like rub your hand over like a brick wall. Can you like imagine what that is? Absolutely.
0: I feel like I have a deeper relationship with imagining textures and feelings than I do even visual imagery.
1: Every person has their own unique like imagery profile. So you you might be more tactile dominant and someone else might be more olfactory or smell based, you know, Mm. and I can really imagine smells.
0: I've found that I'm more attached to textures and even colors. People often ask me like, what's your favorite color? I'm like, I don't know, I don't give a shit. (laughs) But then if someone were to ask me my favorite texture, I would probably have a huge list, like everything that's set up in my shot right now, I purposely picked because of the texture, because of the way that when I see it on screen, I can imagine the way that it feels. You know, the brick in the back, the wood, the the fur, like all of it, I imagine it when I see it, and it's like satisfying for me.
1: I don't know what that experience
0: is like. Would you like to know what it's like to not have Aphantasia?
3: If I was given the choice of being able to test it out, I definitely would. There's part of me that's super, super, super curious, but also I've worked fine the way I am so far. If
1: I could take something temporary and try it for a day, I would. If it were permanent, you know, I would definitely not.
2: It'd be cool if I could just like strap on a VR headset and like whatever was going on in my brain could be translated into you know yeah. imagery
0: but even so i think that would be more visual than what imagining these images is it doesn't feel like you're actually looking at it you know it's a memory you know it's an idea but it's still like you're able to interpret it
2: i'm imagining that it would be very kind of one to
0: one if that were the case that i would just shut my eye my eyes and lay in my bed all day and like why why buy that vr headset it's a very different experience because it feels like it's all blurry there's gaps like you're really limited By how much you focus on each aspect of it. It's not really a passive experience. Yeah, I'd
2: I'd certainly like to know what that's like.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Is there a test or anything that someone can do who may be, you know, for example, is watching and wondering if they have aphantasia or not?
3: So I found a better test than the apple because I think a lot of people have preconceived notions of like how apples look and the texture and stuff. And that is kind
0: of the general test. What does an apple look like? Close your eyes, imagine it.
3: Imagine or visualize in your mind's eye three spheres. Okay. Can you tell me the color of them and how they're laid out?
0: They're just three spheres floating in an empty white room. Uh, One is light, almost white. The other is a middle gradient, and the other one is like a dark gradient, and they look like they're sketched in, almost like they're hand sketched in with graphite.
3: For me, that question makes no sense because (laughs) I can conceptualize three spheres. It's like there could be three spheres. They could be in a triangular layout. They could be one could be far in the distance, one could be really close. I don't yeah. like have a tangible image there. Like you straight away, you said, oh, that one's like sketched in. This one, it was on a white background. You clearly had something there to work with because otherwise you wouldn't have said specifically those details. If you asked me that, I'd just be like, well, what colors do you want them to be? You
0: start wanting to get more details yeah, <laughs> because you're exactly. like, hey, you, you set up the scene, you better finish the scene while yeah. other people can get a scene started and then they could just make up the rest, fill in the blank.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you find that you're frequently met with resistance when people find out that you have
1: aphantasia? Definitely in the early days, like before there was a name for it, you can't visualize what it's like to not visualize. Once there came a name for it, you know, uh-huh. then it became a lot easier to like point to it and say, hey, look, this is a real thing. There's science, I'm not making it up. I also see the other side with you know, people with aphantasia, when they learn that other people are actually visualizing, they're in disbelief.
0: There's just that disconnect from being able to experience something versus not. I mean, it's like if I told you, hey, there's this extra
1: color that's always been there that a very small percentage of the world can see. It's impossible to verify because yeah. you can't experience it yourself, right? So you right. have to trust people that you know what that they're telling you, you know, the truth.
0: Do you think having Aphantasia has ever been an advantage
2: for you?
3: For me, it's like I love re-watching movies and TV shows or like even replaying video games because once I've been interested in something, I love going back and picking out lots of different details because it's almost like I'm playing it again for the first time.
1: I'm more of a conceptual thinker. When I asked you to think of a horse, you know, I didn't see an instance of a horse. There was no uh-huh. you know, brown horse in my mind. Uh-huh. It's still just the idea of a horse. I think that translates to say you had uh, you know a bad chicken. The next day, someone says, you want to have chicken. Most people are going to be like re-experiencing that bad dish that they just ate. And, and that I happens all the want- time. You know, it's like, oh, I don't want it. I'm like, oh, I vomited nothing. Kool-Aid
0: up on my couch when I was growing up. <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. not going to drink the red Kool-Aid
1: anymore. For me, it's like, I know that that happened, but because I can't re-experience it, I'm more likely to give it another try. I did an
2: experiment with this painter friend where we just picked a random passage from Lord of the Rings, gave each other 20 minutes to make these little sketches. I have to construct this scene completely from scratch. And because of that, I actually have like maybe even more freedom than somebody without a Fantasia because they Just see a a whole image and they're like, okay, let me just make that image.
0: Which I think is fascinating. You did this test, and this is what you came up with.
2: Which of the two drawings do you think I did?
0: This first one has like a very blank background. It seems to be very focused on the characters and the scene, not too much about the environment. And then this other one here, I'm seeing more emotion. And this one also has a lot of emphasis on the background. But yeah, at the same time, I could see there was a tiny sketch up in the top corner that this artist did to get an idea of how they would frame it. So Initially, I was thinking that the second one with the background was your friend who doesn't have Aphantasia because I'm feeling more emotion and I feel like, okay, if an artist is drawing something based off memory, there's probably more emotion there. But now I'm second guessing because I see that there was some prep Done beforehand almost to perfect this scene. So now I feel like this second image, which I actually feel more emotion from, is you.
2: Yeah, you're you're right. And like that analysis was really like spot on. On the thumbnail, I think is a pretty dead giveaway that like pre planning. It was a lot more intentional. Your observation about like the intense focus on the body language in my friend's drawing makes a lot of sense in that context because like for them, they just saw the whole scene. Because we gave ourselves like an arbitrary time limit of 20 minutes. Yeah. they just nailed that and then didn't get to the whole thing but whereas i didn't have any preconceived notion and so my goal in right. those 20 minutes was let me construct the most like complete picture of this thing Possible.
0: Do you think people with Aphantasia tend to have more or less creative careers?
2: Early
1: data shows that they gravitate more towards STEM field, but that doesn't, you know, mean that you can't be a creative. Some very notable Aphantasics, Ed Catmull, the co founder of Pixar, Glenn Keane, he was the animator of The Little Mermaid. It just goes to show you that people can do things even if they go at it, you know, a way that other people don't.
0: Before we continue learning about the world of Aphantasia, I wanted to mention that the more I learn about people or different communities, the more. I'm reminded that everyone's reality is different to some degree, uh, regardless of if it's aphantasia or sensory related or a class divide or personal experiences, and curiosity and empathy go so much further than judgment. Anyway, I just I think it's really cool that this series has helped me be more aware of that, and I appreciate all of you, whether you're subscribed or just a casual viewer, for helping this series continue to thrive. Now, back to the world of aphantasia. You founded the Aphantasia
1: Network. You know, the idea was let's build a place where, you know, we can pull Aphantasics together, where we can write about our experience and share our ideas. You know, these invisible differences. What makes some of these differences to try and uncover, you know, maybe what are some of the strengths Mm. or, you know, alternate strategies that we can use so that you can uh, turn it maybe into something more of a strength.
0: Have you been able to find any biological or evolutionary reason why some people might? Be able to visualize things and some
1: wouldn't. Cortical excitability, which Ooh, is basically wow. the sensitivity of neurons in your frontal cortex. The more sensitive, the more they fire, the less vivid the imagery is. Kind of think of it like popcorn popping yeah. in a pan. And the yeah. more they're popping, the more it's making the thing behind it a little fuzzy. And we're also doing some some work around, you know, genetic markers to try and see if there's something, you know, deeper that we can find. Because it does look like there's at least the potential for a hereditary link.
0: You actually animated a video about your experience with Aphantasia, which is currently the most viewed video on the entire internet about Aphantasia.
3: Many of them stating that the image in their head was so clear, it could it could be real. What
0: was your experience like putting that together?
3: As soon as I discovered it, I was like, oh my God, I have to tell people about this, especially being an artist because right. it highlighted a lot of the struggles I'd had previously with sketching out ideas. For the longest time, like I thought I was bad at drawing because I have to sketch stuff out loads and loads and loads of times.
0: Did you expect so many people to be fascinated about aphantasia? And obviously therefore your video receiving
3: so many views i honestly don't know what i expected when i put that video out <laughs> i'm i'm amazed yeah. that it has opened up so many doors and like so many people want to talk about it when i did upload it i was thinking oh is this a bit of a niche thing i can't see many people talking about it so there is mm-hmm. part of me that was like this could take off i didn't make it with that intention to go viral or whatever
0: would you Comfortable kind of walking us through some of the the pieces that you have here in your studio?
2: Sure, yeah. Uh, Hang on. So there it is so far. So far, it's just the ocean.
0: There's so many different steps and details that you've gone through to to get to this.
2: Because there's no like pre visualization for me, like the work can really take big jumps and leaps. The Sailing Witch Trials. I looked through a lot of YouTube videos actually of like walkthroughs of haunted mansions. I worked from those images and then populated that with. Kind of just other people. Very straight mm-hmm.
0: lines, and the composition yeah. is very calculated.
2: Versus this, which is more
0: invented. Alien Beehole wants to know if you dream and how that experience is.
3: I do, very vividly. So,
0: so the fact that you can visualize dreams so vividly means that
3: mm-hmm.
0: it's not like some part of your brain just doesn't work, it's just that well, it yeah. doesn't. Fire off in the same way at the same time.
3: It's a different part of your brain that works when you're dreaming as opposed to if you were conscious and trying to visualize. Because I was like, oh, I can dream, so maybe there's just like a shut-off switch here. But yeah. I, I think it's a little bit more complicated than that. I'd like to hope that it's not, because that might right. give me an opportunity to unravel the mystery of like why yeah. I can dream but can't visualize.
0: If there's anyone watching who throughout the course of watching this video realized, oh. I probably have Aphantasia. Is there anything that you'd want to say to them?
1: Try and find, you know, the strength in your unique way of thinking. There are pros and cons to it. You know, it's not that seeing images is good and not seeing images is bad. It's, you know, a different way of thinking.
0: And what do you think is the biggest misconception about Aphantasia?
3: That you don't have an imagination. It's not the lack of imagination. I can imagine all sorts of wacky stuff, but yeah. I'll have to like Work out how to translate it. It's it's the lack of consciously being able to visualize something in your head. You can be imaginative completely and creative with your fantasia. You find a different way to do it.
0: All right, you got five seconds to shout out to promote anything you want directly in a camera. Go.
1: We all imagine differently. And if you want to see where you fall on the imagination spectrum, go to imaginationspectrum.com.
2: CatherineDew.com for more of my work. And if you have the resources, please consider donating to Cafe Maddie Cab.
3: I'm Amy Wright Meow across all socials. And I hope you have it. A
2: nice day. Hey everyone, don't subscribe to Curtis
0: Connor. Subscribe to Anthony instead. She's <laughs> kidding. We love Curtis. We love you, Curtis, my boy. After spending the day with these aphantasics, I've come to understand just how much living with or without aphantasia certainly shapes the way one perceives the world. And it's important to remember that reality truly does differ from one person to another, if for no reason other than simply the way our brains formed in the womb.
3: that like button like a lemon a small lemon
0: (laughs) one that you can totally visualize or not it doesn't matter no judgment (laughs) I straight up imagined a a tiny lemon in your hand
3: now I'm thinking about tiny lemonade